The Tights and Fights podcast, for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. Now it's time to go to sleep. Good night. I'm so damn tired. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. Slumber party edition, because we're all ready to pass out (laughs) face first onto our desks. And it's a million degrees in this room. I just want the air on. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Hal Loveland, that's who I am. And I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation. Dander Pump rules, Danielle Radford. Oh, that is a blessing. Oh, that is a blessing. <laughs> also, don't mind my Kathleen Turner voice. I'm just going to be sexy all recording. I apologize. <laughs> V.I. Radchowski. V.I. Radchowski. Look, just full sword in the fucking stone for me. Or whatever it was. Romancing the stone. Full romance in the stone from Rad. Yes. A Golan Globus production? Yes. (laughs) Ah, see, look, I did two of them in one with my tired voice. Good job. Also, Saturday night, call Lindsay. Lindsay Kelk. Sure. I'm here too. (laughs) That's why I just, I don't want to be disrespectful to the pod or to any of our listeners, but I do want everyone to know, Mm. A, I'm sick, but I'm here and I'm full of Dayquil. Mm. So, Saddle up for some wild hot takes that could cover any second. But also, if our listeners don't know, we've been recording on Wednesday evenings recently. And this evening, after this recording, is the Vanderpump Rules season finale. Either that means something to you or it doesn't. And if it does mean something to you, you know why I'm not entirely present mentally right now. Because that this is... This is reality TV's ice cream Christmas, people. Michael Rappaport is like making wings. I'll talk about it more later, but this is a big day. Oh, friends. I desperately want to hear it. One of my cats just fell asleep in a box. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And I'm dehydrated from going to a wedding in Detroit where we all tried to pretend we were 20 again. So during the rest of this intro, I will be smearing my face in snail goo. <laughs> it's hydrating. You go ahead and do that. I I, uh, I keep waking up at six in the morning. I can't stop. I don't can't stop. Won't stop. I don't know what it is. I went to bed. Uh, uh, I think uh, a decent uh, hour uh, yesterday. Uh, Say I'm doing decent. puffy shoulders behind you. <laughs> like between nine and ten. <laughs> yeah, I, I several times woke up in the middle of the night. Sweat, hot, sweaty. Sweaty, hot Are you thinking about wrestling or possibly going through a life change? Maybe both. Because I, I wake up hot and sweaty thinking Often about things. wake up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you, here's, here's what you do, Hal. Uh, you get a hand, a fan, you put it on you, and then you wear a dress to bed. And then sometimes you pull the dress off so that the fan can hit you when you're hot. And then you pull the dress back over you when you're cold. Yeah. And that's what prairie menopause is. There you go. That's, that's, uh, maybe that's it. I woke up at four in the morning in a hot sweat going, they're going to do a hard brand split, but they have too many titles and too many other promotions involved. And then I couldn't go back to sleep. So we're talking, of course, about Saturday Night Collision. It is official. It will premiere on June 17th at 5 p.m., I guess, Pacific time or local time. And presumably it will be the new home of CM Punk and a collection of other wrestlers who also don't get along with half of the roster. But 
here's the other thing is it's like a brand split, but not a brand split. So it may not be all the people that you don't see on TV, but some of them are being called in and they're going to have people that go in. Be- like if you hold on, let me, let me put a, let me stick a pen in this. I'm all over the place. I'm all the, of the fe- Jeffy's going across the street to get a jar of peanut butter. Everybody hold on. The WWE brand split is driving me up the fucking wall. And I'm going to tell you why, because start the brand split already. We don't have to wait to see who has the title. That's one person who's going to be coming onto the show. Like, what, it's like you're easing us into it. No, split it, split it hard, no more. They said that they were doing it after Backlash, right? They, they kept coming on TV and saying, after Backlash, hard brand split, yeah. after Backlash, hard brand split. And now I'm like, what is this yeah. fella doing on my telly? Yeah. <laughs> like- I, but also... I'm sorry, if their whole thing is being like Roman is going to have a longer title ring than Hulk Hogan, brand split, brand split. <laughs> I don't care how you do it. Fuck that dude. He says nigger. Let's go to someone bigger. <laughs> I like that you made that rhyme. Thank you. <laughs> uh, another record's coming up, which is Gunther topping the Honky Tonk Man's record. So he's uh, that record will be broken. All records stand to be broken. Well, I, I mean, you know, respect to Ali, but I don't see that coming to an end anytime soon. So. Yeah, you don't think Lucky <laughs> Ali is going to, or Positive Ali, whatever his thing is? I like how Gunta looked so excited when Ali, like, Gunta had to hide his smile. You know how Shawn Michaels was like, I, was like, I lost my smile mm. on Raw? Gunta had to hide his smile, smile. all raw yeah. because everyone he kept showing up and people kept being like, Gunta, <laughs> you're a big deal. And the whole time he's just like, <laughs> he's doing that thing where it's like, respectfully, someone's thank trying you. to tickle you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And then you're trying to pretend like it doesn't bother you. But the whole time he's like, yeah. everyone likes me because inside Gunta is a little fucking marshmallow. And all he wants to do is dance with his hot wife. I love him. Yeah. So, so he's, he's on raw. That's where the IC title is. We know where the US title is. We know the tag titles are skipping around. We got we're gonna have two world titles. We've got two women's titles. We've got the women's tag belts. They're kind of skipping around. This is what I've read, and this is speculation, but it pissed me off. And because as wrestling fans, that's really all we ever have. We only ever yeah. have speculation until something happens, and then we can say that happened. Here's how I feel about it. And I think or I hope or I I hope that XYZ does or does not happen. That's all we have. So, so here's the speculation I read that they're doing like as a brand split, but the people with the titles, like the titles are going to move around. So the titles are on all the show. So that that's like a third of the roster has titles, right? Then what happens mm-hmm. when all the other people come in, then there are going to be people who don't have a title who go in between the shows. The free agent stuff drives me nuts in WWE. The free too. agent stuff is dumb. There should be like one free agent and it should be Brock Lesnar. Because then yes. it like adds credibility to your free agent. It makes him seem like a big fucking deal at any time, which is yeah. Brock Lesnar already. So it should just be Brock Lesnar. Or uh, Brock Lesnar, Bad Bunny, and Logan Paul. And I know I hate it. It, t- it tastes like it still tastes like bad toffee in my mouth, but it's true. And like make those like the your free agents. Does Janelle Monet want to wrestle? We got to get a lady pop star in here that can be one of the wrestlers that can like we, we got to get one. I mean, we had one. I mean, Thank maybe, you, but who looks at that mess that WWE is doing? I think like you would have to be on cocaine to think that's a good model for me to do for my show. I'm not saying anybody is, 
I'm not even saying allegedly that anybody is. I mean, I can't imagine if I were someone, I mean, just like speculatively putting this out here as like a hypothetical, if I had access to a lot of money, a lot of cash money, and possibly a sports business background, and I decided to set up my own wrestling company because I love mm-hmm. wrestling so much, and I, you know, I realize there is an issue with what is currently in existence. And I think, well, I could take all these people who have been dissatisfied and make something really incredible mm. and new and do something that will like plug a hole, so to speak. Or I could just do like a fuckload of coke and do what they're doing, but worse. And I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It's a hypothetical. If that were to happen, it would be crazy. Just going with hypotheticals, because I don't know. I think that like more TV shows for wrestling is a good thing, but I just think that maybe if I had a TV show and I was going to base it on someone who was known to be maybe kind of flighty, maybe someone who was persnickety, we didn't really know what they're going to do one day or the next, I wouldn't necessarily base that TV show around that person. And then definitely if I was working with a company that be would you hypothetically um, yeah. extend your TV programming to Saturday night in in direct competition with WWE pay per view events? Or sorry, premium and live UFC. events and UFC and college football and college football and baseball. Would you do that hypothetically, Hal? If you Boxing. were a businessman with billions of dollars, Saturday nights. Yeah, just Saturdays in general. It's sort of like, hey, it's 1999. I've got a new sitcom here coming out on ABC. You know when I want to put it on to really get it to fly? Eight o'clock on Thursdays. That's right. Fuck you, friends. I'm going to take you out. <laughs> There's no way. I'm going to show you. This is going to be huge. Yeah. Come I, 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 I didn't. I still think Dinobot was the answer. I still think AEW Grimlock was an option. <laughs> like, we gave him so many options and he just disregarded Grimlock them. wrestle. Yeah. Me no stupid. Me Grimlock. I mean, AEW bumblebee I, there's a lot of there's a lot of transformers i'm on so much medication aw rescue bots aw yeah. rescue bots aw jazz aw what was the lady one with <laughs> the pink one with boobs in the movie yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> cheryl cheryl yeah, aw yeah. cheryl i would watch that cheryl like come i am on. optimus prime i'm jazz i'm bumblebee I'm Cheryl. Baby, that's not what jazz sounded like in the movies. I know it's not. <laughs> and I love that you didn't do that. You, you don't want me to break out Scatman Carruthers. It's not. Uh, I would absolutely. It was never like okay. You to, look. To not sound. Uh, yeah. Um. Look, I want wrestling to work. I want all wrestling to work. But some things I'm very much like, look, if you prove me wrong, I will give you five dollars, mm. which is fine because you have a billion of those. So you, you can just take my five. You will not give that I'll $5. give someone five. I'll give someone $5. You give me $5? No. <laughs> because you already think they're not going to work. I have to give it to someone who was like, this is going to be a thing that works. Because I'm not going to lie. Whatever you think about AEW and its direction, I do feel like competition is great. And I do think that WWE is doing some of the best work that it's been doing in the last couple of years. And I do think it's because there is more competition. But also at the same time, I don't have to like all of it. No, you don't have to. That's the beauty. I'm just I'm I'm just me being a white man on a college campus saying, change my mind oh my about God. Saturday <laughs> wrestling. I, every time I see a table 
like that. And I know that if people oh. are changing, I just want to set that thing on fire. Anybody <laughs> yeah. who says, yeah. prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I no. don't have to. Go They're fuck the yourself. kind of you person. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna... Why does the argument start with, with, with me being on the defense? Well, yeah, exactly. You yeah. prove me wrong. How about you prove me wrong, sir? How about you explain these yeah. things to me? <laughs> we do have, um, I hope you actually bleep this, Julian. I'm going to expect you to. WWE, is, it's been 45 minutes, so we are getting another premium live event this time coming from... It is the Night of Champions. Roman Reigns, however, will not defend his undisputed WWE Universal title. He will instead team up with Solo Sokoa to challenge Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who is wrestling in... That is the T. That is the T. Have those divides narrowed a touch? I'm asking, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not smart. I know wrestling. I don't know uh, geopolitics except for the ones where I'm like, this seems (laughs) bad. I would listen to that podcast, Danielle, because uh, I've had like I've having a this real hard time bad. with the news recently. I would love a Danielle Radford <laughs> podcast that just tells me if something <laughs> seems bad or good, and that would help me narrow down where to focus my attention. Should people not eat cheese sandwiches? That sounds bad. I think that's fair. I think I think it just you would be very it would be so enough. helpful. It would be so helpful. But yeah, I I didn't know. With Sammy, I didn't know if it was that he wasn't allowed to go or he didn't want to go. I thought it was him not wanting to go. I thought thought. it was not wanting to go. I thought it was like a heat thing between Saudi Arabia and Syria and how much work he does with Syria at the time. I understand that their relationship is inspired by your podcast has been not good. So, yeah. (laughs) And once again, that sounds bad. (laughs) Look, please, please don't use wrestling terms to describe geopolitical relations because the Wellbutrin I'm taking is not a high enough amount to allow me to deal with this. I don't even know if it's kicked in. I haven't been taking it long enough. I just need to, like, I I just, I can't. I can't I saw mix a, those together. I saw a WGA strike sign that somebody was holding on the strike. I don't know if we've mentioned there's a strike uh, yesterday that somebody's mm-hmm. sign said, I'm already taking the max amount of Wellbutrin. And I was just like, this is this is too relatable. And people say they can't relate oh, to I writers in, in Hollywood. I was like, well, come sit with us and let us explain to you. Here's what's fascinating about this to me is that there is a situation here where normally when they go to to this country to do shows they exist sort of outside of canon they do it's like uh it's it's like when they did the marvel dc crossover like it really like it didn't send reverberations it was like let's bring this event and then we'll we'll take no part it's been and, creeping in though has, it's been creeping in the last couple of shows well no this this has actual storyline implications we're gonna crown our mm. raw champion I think that the idea of Roman and, and Solo going after the belts be, because the Usos have failed over and over again is a really good storyline continuation. Now we have Jimmy's the one who's getting sort of abused and Jay's going to have to step in and protect him. And he's having to make this choice. And I like how sort of effortlessly they can move the focus from Sammy and Kevin to mm-hmm. to the internal dispute. That's great. I'm probably still not going to watch it because I just don't. Oh, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Look, I'm not saying you should check it out, but it, it's interesting to me that this is the first time I can think of where this has implications that will carry through longer term. Yeah, because normally it's like, well, give us your most famous white man. Um, and they were like, yes, Logan Paul. And they were like, that will do. 
Because that is our most famous white man. Two women wrestle in those body condoms from the naked I actually like those, though. I'm not going to lie. I think that there's a lot of fashion innovation happening on women's things. With the t-shirt over top? No, not that part. But when they do the full (laughs) things, like the full body suits and like there's a lot of like design things happening to make it like. It's a little Moogla. It's a little Moogla. And I like that. Thank you, Um, baby. I did did see an article. There was an article in, I want to say, the New York Times this week about how women in New York have started wearing giant t-shirts over their outfits when they're traveling on the subway because it's summer and women are wearing fewer clothes so they've just started wearing giant sack t-shirts which is their like train shirt so that they don't get harassed on the train and my first and only thought was wrestling Uh, (laughs) because everything is wrestling I was like they did that and then I remember they did it because of um, terrible, terrible sexism. Everything is wrestling. Yeah, no, it, it's like when I was 13 and I had like a double D with erect nipples and I was like, I'm going to just wear a bunch of shirts in the pool. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, anybody want to see 18-year-old house flapjack tits in the pool? <laughs> I'm going to dress, I'm going to sit a couple of fruit punches down on these babies. Yeah, I'm going to call you Hizzo. <laughs> Oh, my top didn't see. I, the top didn't come off until I was engaged, I don't think. Nice. <laughs> I was nice. like, all right, you're not going anywhere, right? Turn around, Jennifer. Turn around. <laughs> you can continue to leave your thoughts on all of the summer of wrestling that's happening on our Facebook group and all of our other socials. Leave the links in the show notes. When we come back, the greatest luchador of all time. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Trans representation in media is at an all-time high, with trans entertainers gracing the screens large and small. But trans voices, especially black trans voices, are rarely centered in our own stories. That's why we bring you a new limited series called We See Each Other, the podcast, co-hosted by me, journalist, and better half of the Max Fun Podcast, Fanta, Travel Anderson, and me, award-winning journalist and media personality, Shar Jossel. All of it is based on my book, We See Each Other, A Black Trans Journey Through TV and Film. Now listen, folks, we're having a very different kind of conversation. It's giving kitchen table talk. Mm-hmm. We get into the discourse, honey. Tune in to We See Each Other, the podcast at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get Slayworthy Audio. Got a podcast. Fights is the name. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, joined by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk. It's time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to oh. Anal bleeding. Ah. Whoa! Oh. Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! WWE. I love Kate. I hate Look at this face. And a hard fight victory. Live, Hal. What? I found well it! I found it! It's like, where's Waldo? Everything, every time Julian changes it, I'm like, what are, what's new? Yeah. What's new? What's new? And we yeah. all get Look really excited. Face. That was very I was exciting. listening and I heard that. That was very exciting. Beautiful. Well done, Julian. Thank you, Julian. Every time. Rey Mysterio is one of wrestling's legends who remains active in WWE. He's a multiple-time world champion and defied convention to become a star in the company. And as if that wasn't enough, he helped establish a style that inspired hundreds of wrestlers and fans alike. I did not watch WCW, not at all. I never watched. So my first real exposure to Rey Mysterio was him coming in and wrestling Kurt Angle at SummerSlam. No, no, I want you in a match, Kurt, so I can beat you again. And I can shut you up once and for all. 
there's one thing I can't stand. It's a little man with an attitude. You want a piece of me at SummerSlam? La freaking cucaracha, you're on, pal. Either of you see him when he was in WCW at all? I feel like neither of you were watching at that point. Is that correct? No, my first exposure to Monsieur Mysterio was when he came back to WWE. So I came in super late, super, super late aboard the Ray train. I was basically watching enough WCW where I would be like, oh, yeah, like this thing is cool. But like, it's not as cool as this thing over here. And I was like a kid. So I was like. F you, I like the thing I like, and that thing sucks a dick. <laughs> and so I watched a lot of that. Why do you sound like me now? <laughs> I just said no. that to my editor this morning. Like, what? Oh, <laughs> I like the thing that I like, and suck a dick. Yeah, so I remember when he got demasked, and then obviously I watched a bunch of the WWE run. I remember watching him so much, so, so, so much when I was going to Lucha Underground because he was such a standout in Lucha Underground. But I have a lot of very fond memories of him and Eddie, even when I was taking a break from WWE because I didn't like the way they were treating the women, I was still paying attention to all of the Eddie and Ray stuff because it's Eddie and Ray. Like, come on, I have a heart. Damn finger to hell. What happened to brotherhood, SF? What happened to you are my familia? You don't want to talk? Then maybe you'll fight. The Eddie and Ray stuff was great. Ray winning the championship afterwards was great. Mm. His initial, like you can't come in hotter than having a match with Kurt Angle, even though he lost. It was such a good match. It, it mm-hmm. Not that he needed to be made, but Kurt Angle helped make him for the WWE crowds. And mm-hmm. then then he catapulted into the SmackDown 6 stuff, which was huge for his career and, and got him tag titles. I also remember the end of that, the last run he had before he came back in like 2014, 2015, where mm-hmm. he was injured and looked mm-hmm. like he lost mm-hmm. a step. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, this is... I think it's time for him to retire. Like, he looks like he's in pain. He shouldn't have to live like this. And Dianu, it'd be enough if you retired right now. Mm-hmm. But his return, he's been so important to the company. Getting to work with his son. He's like, LeBron's not going to retire until he gets to play with Bronny for a year. And then he'll go. <laughs> Bless you. I sneezed on it. So Sorry, that's just... a very black saying. <laughs> that means it's true. If if you say something and I immediately sneeze after, I sneezed on it. That means that what you just said was the 100% truth in the there eyes of the universe. I'm here telling the truth. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really done everything he's needed to do. He's done it everywhere. But now the stuff with Dominic's been so good. I'm not going to fight you. Never. And I won't fight you at WrestleMania either. Why not? Huh? Is it because you're doing again what you know how to do best? Run away? Huh? Mr. Future Hall of Famer? What an honor it must be to be able to like put your son over and help build him up on your on your way out. At some point he's gotta be done, right? Or do you think he's gonna wrestle forever? I don't know, man. 
Jushin's still doing it every time someone fucking calls his phone. He still picks up and he'll go to any country, any place in the world you want. I would like Jushin to rest his joints, but he has decided that he will do it. And I do remember when he quit and we were all like, oh, he's done. He's lost a step. And then all of a sudden he showed up in Lucha Underground with them new knees they be buying these days. Mm-hmm. Text me to the new knees and next door. I believe it's Birmingham, Alabama. I believe that's where they're getting getting this. (laughs) If you you think about it, it makes sense because like warehousing space is like way cheaper out there than it is in California. So I I get it. I get it. But it is a flight for you. At least one. Um, (sighs) Yeah. But yeah, I think that was part of my thing with Rey Mysterio. And I think I, I didn't appreciate him as much as I do now when he first came back because I was not seeing him anywhere near his best Mm. and I couldn't quite understand it. And I also, and I know this is on record and I I am prepared for the hate and I understand it and I accept it. I I hate the 619. I hate it so much. I hate it. I hate it. Mm -hmm. It's a stupid move. It's the setup. It looks good one in 100 times. It is so incumbent on the person taking it to be like, you really got to make it make sense and not just sit there. So we're all like, okay, well, booyaka, booyaka, we know what's coming. But they're really fun. I thought it was really fun in the match and uh, this week on SmackDown, SmackDown, on SmackDown, where they had the, the triple threat match with uh, Ray, mm. Edge, and AJ. And I thought that was such a fun match. And I thought they all got their stuff in. And mm-hmm. it was funny because we don't talk about AJ as being a... We do talk about him as being a veteran, but you still think of him as being relatively new to WWE, which is wild. Um, but it felt mm. like three veterans doing doing it. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I thought they all made each other look so good. But it really did yeah. feel like a veteran showcase. It was like, well, you know when sometimes you're flicking through the channels and you put on, like, you've come across a tennis match that's like John McEnroe. And you're like, huh. Oh, uh, and he's just happened. played an exhibition match in, like, <laughs> Earl's Court in London or something. You're like, still, look at him. Look, yeah. at him. look at him. He can still go. Um, and the whole was, time like, you're still like, I want to see him. else on the show, I'm like, these guys are veterans. Yeah. These guys are, they know what they're doing. Um, and it's not in a disrespectful way. I thought it was such a fantastic match. And I was surprised and at the result. They're still throwing the rackets, much like John McEnroe. Yeah. Like, if you give him a racket, yeah. that dude's going to throw it. Oh, remember the chair. By the way, it's have, fine. You seen, have you seen the videos of John McEnroe playing pickleball? Because the no. tantrums Is are way better on that small court. Oh, I want to <laughs> see a tantrum. I want now that look now that Serena is like basically done I want her to take him to the mat on pickleball nice it amazes me the way he's able to move not even his age necessarily but just how long he's been yes putting like beating up his body new knees is great new hips probably great I don't know how much of him is is plastic or or ball and socket. He's got to be doing some sweet, sweet yoga, right? Like he's got to be getting those stretches in. God, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing exercises that like they don't give to norms. DDP yoga? Probably. I'm actually thinking about starting DDP yoga. Why not? Yeah. It's not your mama's yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. Uh -uh. It's yoga for regular guys. You'll be running like that guy in that video. Made everybody cry. And then we can all do that thing, that pose that we do at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> the scanner pose? The diamond cutter? Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, uh, just a tip: if you're doing that, you shouldn't say "bang" while you're in there. That's a bad idea. No, it's bad. That's just a, this is a travel tip from Uncle Al. Yeah, don't don't do that and go up and go "bang" because they Cause will. The next thing you'll hear is because <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, like a European ambulance or police officer will be on the way. <laughs> <laughs> It's like we're back on the streets of London. Yeah. I say, come back here, you. You look, and you will have forgotten to put your pot into the pot amnesty box, which airports have now. So you know they are high as shit. (laughs) Is there anything else anybody wants to say about the great Ray Mysterio? It's it's like almost nothing to say. Great wrestler. He's been doing it for so long now, still doing it at a high level. Can walk out now and you'd yeah. be fine. Could feel like feels like he could wrestle another year or two and that would be fine also. Ray is one of those people where it's like sometimes like folks get inducted into the Hall of Fame and then keep wrestling and I'm like, No, that was your signal. Like that was your <laughs> that that was them Yeah. That was them like, telling that you that was the clue. That was a hint. <laughs> that was them telling you, hey, we love you, but you're not moving the way that you did. So we'll bring you back for like specialty matches, but not anything yeah. else. Again, maybe that not what necessarily what I would say. It's not my job to tell people what they could do. But that's what it feels like. Well, with Ray, it was one of those things where I was like, he's still going. This feels like it's just like giving someone amazing their flowers while they're still doing it. And gosh darn it, as a culture just culturally, as a globe, as a human race, we do not give people their flowers while they're doing it enough, especially like wrestlers and stuff. Like, yeah, we do it for like, you know, the Oscar. Like we do it for like all that stuff. Um, but even then, well, not yeah, as much as they deserve. We like to wait until someone's lost at least three limbs yes. or joints. Like maybe they're a hip down, you know, like we yeah. really like to see how far we can push them before we start telling them they were good. <laughs> Wrestling is the greatest negging sport of all time. Oh, it's like, oh, we like, do we is will neg. tell you you're good, but like real late in the day, real mm. late in the day, when you've already Look. gone, why don't they love me? It's time for me <laughs> to leave. And it's like, no, we did love you. This was just our way of telling you. Uh, that's that's how we do. That's how we do. But I th- we couldn't do that with, with Ray because not only is he amazing, not only has he mm. given us so much in his own career, and, you know, sustained Eddie's legacy in the way that he has. Mm. But he's also now given us the gift of Dom Dom. Without Ray Ray, there's no Dom Dom. Without Dom Dom, there's no mommy. I, I, I can't, I can't thank him enough. I can't thank him enough. And we're the biggest neggers in the world. That, I'm glad I said that. Um, <laughs> it, it, I put a stank on it. That would have sounded bad if either of you said it. Um, but we're the biggest neggers in the world. Oh, I did it again. And Can I say uh, it if it's in a song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can do whatever you want, and I will not be able to stop TikTok from finding you. Um, no, never. I, please. I, I want to stay invited to the cookout, please. <laughs> yeah, you would never. You're bringing the stuffing. Someone's got to make the sandwiches. One thing is... We we watched as Dom Dom went from being like, oh, well, this is kind of fun. Like Ray's kid is in it to being like, oh, every week we're doing this every week to, well, wait, Dom and them, Dom and the thing. Wait, what is he doing? Wait, he's rubbing his wrists. Like we had a whole moment from going from 
look, we don't want to tell anyone they can't have a job, but we're kind of anti-Nepo baby around here if you're not actually going to put into the work to being like, Dom is our little meow meow, and you will not talk badly about him because we love him. I will say, if Dom keeps going, he might wind up being better on the mic than his dad. He might already be. You know, and, uh, if you don't mind me jumping in, I would I say don't. all of the things... <laughs> Of well, too bad. Of all the things, <laughs> of all the things that uh, Ray does well, the, his promos are probably the weakest. Right. It's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, baby, you know that. You know what? All, all the sacrifices I've made in life. Everybody needs to make sacrifices if you want to get what you want in life. You know, all those lonely nights being on the road without my children, Dominic and Aaliyah, my wife Angie. Daddy's coming home, baby, and this time he's bringing the gold. I'm not saying he's bad. Also, if you fucking, if you move like a pinball, maybe it's okay that you don't have to like do a soliloquy. Maybe I don't need you to do 30 minutes in the ring if you move the way that dude moves. I don't mean he has to do a soliloquy. I mean like anything he's given, there's like an air of it. There's something like that almost feels out of the 80s with it. Where where the 80s- Well, because he started when he was like 12, right? But I, well, yeah. But like in the 80s, everybody gave a certain kind of promo and there were very few- like Rowdy Rowdy Piper being one of them that made it sound any different, even like Hogan on down. And maybe mm. Hogan's sort of responsible because he sort of set that that idea cadence, of like, you know something yeah. mean, Gene, and, yeah. and setting this out. There's a cadence and, else and there's like, an earnestness to yeah. raise. There's an earnest quality mm-hmm. yes. to raise yes. promos where it's there like are. he's it's a little it can it can tip into a little after school special E. Um, which mm-hmm. I think some of those 80s yes. promos yes. can, right? That's what it is. Much like Hogan, he also hates neggers. And we love him it. for that. I we love it. him for that. <laughs> I was going to do it, and then I I, I wasn't going to, and then I had to. Uh, We're all tired. Know, We're all tired. No negging. No negging on this show. No. <laughs> we have some thoughts on Ray for the Nation of Conversation. Matt on Facebook said, I got to meet him during the all-in show in Chicago. Oh. He was watching matches from the hallway and took pictures with the fans. My wife is very jealous. And now the word booyaka is a triggering reminder that I got to meet one of her favorite wrestlers from WCW. Oh, I'm very jealous too. Our pal Darren Jackson said, Ray is very much like Jericho in that it's genuinely absurd how many places and for how long he's been operating at a high level. Hmm. That we can have a favorite match of his in each decade since the 1990s is so bizarre. Yet it's overshadowed by the stranger fact that he's done this in this sport at his size without dying in all this time. Yo, yes. That's true. Truly. That's a true story. Yeah. If this isn't enough Ray Mysterio for you and you're a Max Fun member, we've got good news. Go to your bonus feeds and you'll see a special bonus mini episode of Tights and Fights from Lindsay and producer Julian with even more love for Ray. Woo. When we come back, we've got some things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Tights and Fights! The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Diablo 4. Final Fantasy 16. Street Fighter 6. Baldur's Gate 3. Starfield. Spider-Man 2. Master Detective Archives Raincoat for Nintendo Switch? No, is that just me? (laughs) (laughs) It's a huge time for video games. You need somebody to tell you what's good, what's not so good, and what's amazing. I'm Jason Schreier. I'm Maddie Myers. And I'm Kirk Hamilton. We're the hosts of Triple Click, 
a video game podcast for anyone who likes games. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. You sure? Well, I know, honestly. <laughs> could, could go either way at this point. Fair enough. Let's say yes. We're all sleepy <laughs> faced. It's been a long week for all of us. I was amazed I got it out in time, honestly. I mean, uh, <laughs> thank God so for well. wrestling. Thank You're God so for wrestling. You're so close to, to Scandaval. It's, it's hair raising. It is time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Danielle, what would you like to put over, my friend? I think it's been maybe a while since uh, we've really brought up a lot of stuff on NXT that we really liked because we were all very much black and gold babies. And then that was over, not as much. But I will say that Braun Breaker did one of the biggest violations I can ever think of, which was that he showed up to Carmelo and Trick's barbershop and the barbershop uh, i'm sorry is like uh, a sacred uh, place uh, it is not meant for interlopers but so um during nxt he i guess facetimed is what we would call it now on the titantron he facetimed them from their barbershop and this is what he had to say because i made a pit stop on my way to the arena but i gotta say the energy in this place just not the same today this place usually jumping what's up What's up? Why is everybody so nervous, huh? I'll be there soon. Figured I'd stop, get a fresh cut before I finish what I started last week. My favorite is the one guy in the background who puts his hands in the air when he says this place is usually jumping. I know. <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like, excuse me, why was this man ever a face? Steiners should only be heels forever. Fucking amen. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as he started being a heel, I was like, I care about you again. <laughs> Doing I'm like, back in. yeah, imagine me with little bunny hands, like little ear, like little, uh, 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 like little kitten hands. Um, now that he's a heel, I'm like, yes, I'm I'm reinvested, especially when it's against my fucking babies, because Carmella hate. Come on, and just showing up to the barber shop to be intimidating was fantastic move. So that's what I'm putting over this week, Lindsay. So I want to put over the way reuniting backstage at Raw in that segment which if you haven't seen it, just go to the internet and it will probably be the first thing that comes up. But there's a delightful little backstage moment where Indy jumps into Dexter's arms after <sighs> she's been unzipping his jacket. In a, in a, in just a very, they're just so cute. Indy and Dexter leave uh, with Indy and Dexter's arms and then Kathy Kelly jumps into Candace's arms and she carries mm. her away and it's very cute. So I recommend that as a wholesome 30 seconds of your life. But I found a way, I found a new way to make Vanderpump Rules wrestling, which is that Michael Rappaport is an enormous Vanderpump Rules fan. <laughs> Actor Michael is Rappaport is an absolutely huge. He also has a, has a connection to the WWE because he appeared in a WWE movie, Inside Out, with Triple H. He also narrated the Ruthless Aggression documentary series. And when he was posting about Vanderpump Rules finale earlier today, 
who should he be having a conversation with in the comments except for WWE's very own uh, Carmella. So I was delighted to see everything I love come together. It's all there. Uh, Carmella said they were making wings to watch it in her house tonight. And I was delighted by that. Delighted by that. <laughs> I love that. I was going to say do the right thing, Michael. But is was that, is he even in that movie or was it a different way? I think he's in Jungle Fever is the one you're thinking of. I th- no, Fever? no, I th- he's in Higher Learning. Higher Learning. There you go. He was in a bunch of stuff. Michael Rappaport is so wild because, like, he's one of those people where one tweet he'll say something, I'll be like, oh, hell yeah, Rapp- Michael Rappaport. And the next tweet I'll be like, god damn you, Michael Rappaport. <laughs> we all contain multitudes. He's 50-50 booking <laughs> at its best. Yeah. Those of you who are newer to wrestling and maybe got into it because of this podcast, there was a show called Tough Enough. And Tough Enough went through many iterations, the most recent being hosted by by a panel superstar, then Stone Cold hosted one before that, then it was on programming before that. But the way it started was a WWE reality show where they showed, this is in 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. And out of that first class, a few people made it to the main roster. The winner was Maven on the male side, but there was another guy who came in very serious about wrestling, who had played college football, was a Harvard graduate. His name was Chris Nowinski. Yeah, Chris and Nowinski. He, he uh, had a great character, which is just based on the fact that he went to Harvard and he came out to the Harvard fight song. It was really, really great. He mm-hmm. seemed like a guy who was destined to be a star, but he suffered, uh, he suffered a concussion. And yep. since then, he has retired, obviously, from all contact sports, but has become an advocate for addressing CTE an advocate for athletes and people who who are put in situations to suffer from that trauma. It's worth following him on Twitter. We'll put a link in the show notes to just see the work that he's doing. And, it, and I think about him every time I see it, I'm glad because I feel like this is what he is meant to do. Mm. This is he has turned something that was very difficult for him into an opportunity to help others, which is maybe the most noble thing you can do mm-hmm. in this life. But I also think back, and he's one of those what ifs for me, where I think he had the had the potential to be a really, really big star. And you can find some of his stuff, I think in like 2002, 2003, he's in the Royal Rumble, and he's smart enough not to get in the ring. Like he's playing, he's playing that like smart heel stuff, and he, he did it so well. I'm way happier for what he's doing now, and it's worth checking out and seeing if there's a way you can support and, and get involved in that, whether... It, if it affects you or you know somebody who it has affected, there's someone out there on the front lines fighting for you. And it is Chris Nowinski. Even before I had my like CTE stuff and like, all, well, I don't know mm-hmm. about CTE yet because most usually don't find that out until you're dead. Um, that's the way it works. But I, I, I do have traumatic brain injury. And even before that, just like he has been at the forefront of making people actually deal with this we would not have the advocacy that we have right now if it was not for Chris Narinsky we would not have people talking about it the way they they are down if it was not for him he put his career and everything on the line back when people were like calling him names calling him a quack they wanted to protect football's ability to smash each other in the face they wanted to protect smash mouth football which became a thing that was very popular Thank you, Hal, because that, again, as someone who does deal with, like, blah, 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 traumatic brain injury, um, that dude's work means a hell of a lot. Uh, My pleasure. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Loveland. You can follow me at Hal Loveland for the stuff I'm doing. It is 
uh, you know, you never know. There's a lot of stuff. Today might have been a really good day. I don't know. I'll find out later. And maybe th- maybe that means at some point I'll have something else to announce. Nothing right now, though. Just uh, just all the normal great stuff for you to check out. Danielle? I've got a bunch of stuff coming up in the next couple of months. If you like watching me do things, great. I'll tell you. Uh, go to my Twitter. But I've been working a lot on a lot of things, which is fantastic because, woo, it has been dry. I can't write for a lot of places. So it's been nice to have work now. Also, um, support the strike, man. Like, support the strike. Hell yeah. Lindsay? Same strike, yay. Books also, yay. I have books. You can write those. Um, we don't have a union. We, we're, we're in a horrible mess. <laughs> we should have a union. Oh, we don't have one. But I have books. Uh, Love Me Do is out in the UK in two months now. Ah, I'm going to have a tour to announce really soon. That's all happening, a UK tour. And then it'll be out here in America in September. Oh, standard shenanigans. All kinds of exciting things. Woo! I can't wait. Um, if you haven't read uh, Lindsay Kelk's book, also, um, they're on Audible. Um, Lindsay Kelk also always tells you where you can go find her books um, when there's like a sale. Also, libraries have her books. Um, oh, if you do. think... Yeah, if you think that Lindsay Kelk is delightful on the internet and delightful on this podcast, you should read a Lindsay Kelk book. They're really good. And especially Aww, if you like wrestling. Thanks, it's true, and especially if you like wrestling, because she puts possibly like, little more stuff delightful in, for us. in the books, even because like you can't hear me. So like, no. just go. I, I nuts, want both. My I want both. Aww. Our producer is pun and done. Julian Burrell, senior producer at Maximum Fun, is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our new theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thanks, mm. Mike. Thank, Thank you, you Mike. to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You can find those in the show notes. Find our tights and fights wrestlemania shirt at maxfunstore.com celebrate ice cream christmas all year long you deserve it we'll be back next week for more you guessed it wrestling thank you papa how Tights and fights. Oh, that was a good burp. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.